Hi, and welcome to the Foxhole, a place where mental health counselors can hang their professional hats and come inside for a safe place to talk about their insecurities, fears, doubts, the truth about burnout, the funny, the awkward, the weird, the curious, our failures and our successes as we do this very difficult work on the front lines. So please know that we will remain HIPAA compliant and ethical, but we may not always be moral. I'm Lindsay. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. I specialize in the treatment of substance use disorders, and I am your host. So let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome to the first episode of The Foxhole. So I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about how I came up with the idea for this podcast. And honestly, it probably mostly came from stress. Lots and lots of stress. <laughs> uh, years of stress. Um, but actually, it also came because I started reading a book. I haven't finished reading it yet, but I've really enjoyed it so far. And, and it sparked the idea for The Foxhole. The book is called... Sometimes Therapy is Awkward by Nicole Arts. And I believe she does the Instagram account psychotherapy memes, which is so accurate and comical, but it does make me feel violated sometimes that it is so spot on. Really, though, I think all therapists would feel that way if they read the memes on that account. So anyhow, I was reading that book and I found it so comforting. So let me backtrack here a little bit. Like I said, I've been doing therapy for about seven years, and it's something that always came to me pretty intuitively. So I'd say that I'm, overall, I'm pretty successful as a therapist. Uh, sometimes I do some really good therapy, and I'm like, yeah, that was great. I do have moments of uh, f- failures or just awkward, poor timing. I mean, nobody can be perfect, I don't think, in this field. But I have a lot of insecurities, obviously. There are certain issues or types of clients that bring those insecurities out. But I can tell you that nothing brings out my insecurities more than when I'm around other therapists. So not the ones I work with regularly. I develop relationships with them and we know each other, we're comfortable with each other. But when I get around other therapists at lar- in the larger community and I get around a lot of really smart people who know a lot of facts and policies and data and, and all of the important professional language, which I know the language and the facts and the data, uh, I, I, I write very well, I speak very well, but for some reason, I'm a very casual lay person just in my demeanor. And so when I'm around people like that, I find that I don't feel as adequate as they are. I might want to recall a fact or state something. And I can't think of how to say it, or I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Or I can't remember the phrasing or things like that. And, and other people don't seem to struggle with that as much as I do. You'll probably hear me do it in the podcast. Uh, So that's one of my real weak areas, and it comes up right away for me every time I'm around other professionals, and then I get the imposter syndrome. So when I was reading this book, the Sometimes Therapy is Awkward book, it just felt like coming home, like a cozy home that felt safe, hearing that, okay, I'm not the only one who has these feelings often. I'm not the only one who thinks 
shit, why did I say that to that client? Or what was I thinking? Or why was I even thinking about that being a diagnosis? Or how did I miss that? You know, all of those types of things. And so I wanted to create a podcast for other therapists to feel comfortable, to feel vulnerable, to not have to be the smartest and the best, to just be real honestly. So in the introduction, I mentioned that we would always be HIPAA compliant and we would always be ethical because I do plan on bringing other therapists into the podcast, but we might not always be moral. And what I mean by that is if this is going to be a safe, vulnerable place, I think we need to be able to be honest. And part of being honest can be silly, uncouth, maybe bringing in some dark humor Stuff like that, at least for me and a lot of my peers, those are our coping mechanisms. So (laughs) we might lack some morality here and there. But I really want this to be a comfortable place where we can take a breath and let it out and say, you know, this is what it's really like. On a serious note, this work affects our personal relationships, our family relationships, our own mental health and well-being in profound ways that you don't really understand until you get into the field long enough. And I want to end up talking about those types of things in later episodes as well and really want to get other other therapists' input. And hopefully this can be something that we laugh, that we learn, uh, but more than anything that we feel comforted when we come to the foxhole. So today, the topic I wanted to talk about, uh, since it's just me, is I thought I would share five things that I do to keep my sanity these could be on a daily basis or throughout the week. And, you know, these are things that the nature of them will change. I am creating this podcast in February of 2021. So just as a time marker, we are still in the pandemic of COVID-19. And many of us have changed the nature of our work because of that. So we're a lot of us are working at home or in our offices, but we're not seeing clients in person. We're doing telehealth. If you're at home like I was, some of this stuff is going to look and feel different. But I think overall, these things might shift or adjust a little bit when I go back to the office and especially when I start seeing clients in person again. But I think the concept, uh, the concepts behind these things will stay the same. So I'm not sharing these things because I'm an expert, because I know better than anyone. I'm sharing more to compare notes, so to speak. So I hope other therapists would listen to this and go, you know, I never thought of that, or this is what I do. And and it'd be great if someday there's a forum where I can actually hear what other therapists do on whatever topic, you know, might come up in these in these podcasts. So, so here's five things I do to keep my sanity as a therapist. So first and foremost, I hope this is number one for everybody, but it's boundaries. That took me a while to learn, and I'm still perfecting it. Um, sometimes I'm maybe too harsh with them. Sometimes I'm too lax, but... I do have boundaries, and I'm talking about physical space boundaries, emotional boundaries, even boundaries in how and when I communicate with people. So, you know, that might be times when I'm just not going to respond to family or friends because I know I'm not in a good place to do so, or I can't afford to be in a space to get involved with things because I need to save that kind of energy for work, or I just don't have any left after work. It might be removing myself from social stimulation for a while because I'm overstimulated, things like that. So I'm really shameless about my boundaries. I think sometimes I could do better at communicating them. So that's a work in progress, but it's very important to me to have those boundaries. 
Number two, and I kind of gave this away a little bit already in in talking about how I came up with the foxhole, but books and memes. So therapy books and memes. Some of my books are for learning and growing, but reading things that other therapists have wrote is just comforting to me because I don't feel as alone in this work. And they say things that often resonate with me that help me know I'm going or I'm in the right place or I'm going in the right direction. The memes are so important because that just helps me know I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. I feel this way because I'm supposed to feel this way because this is how any human in this situation that we have to be in day to day would feel. So, so that's just really, it's just validating and normalizes a lot of this stuff for me. So that's just kind of something I do daily when I take a moment and blank out waiting, you know, in an office or on a phone call on hold is I'm going to glance at that kind of stuff and, and, and share it with friends. And that's keeps my mood in a positive, on a positive note. So number three is something that it's a, it's a guilty pleasure, but I'm actually kind of grown okay with sharing this with people. I'm sharing it on a podcast that anyone can listen to. So I call this trash TV. My dad actually gave it that name. He, he calls it trash TV. So I love, I am completely uh, engrossed in the Housewives franchise on Bravo. And, you know, people think that is ridiculous because they say, once you're so intelligent and you're a therapist and they don't understand it. But I tell you, I, you know, I so really thought about it and I tell you why I enjoy it so much. It's a time for me to just numb out to the world and go into this fantasy place where these women don't have any real stress. Their problems are so trivial and I don't have to get emotionally invested and think through anything or care. And I mean, not only that, it's, it's aesthetically, I mean, they live a life of opulence. So it's stress-free, it's opulent. I mean, they argue and bicker, but it's so funny to me because it's so, again, superficial or trivial. So I really enjoy just escaping through that kind of television. Um, so I do take some time during the week to, to watch my, my trash TV. And that that is a time when I'm enacting my boundaries and I'm not responding to people or interacting with anyone. I'm just taking my time. Another thing that I do along those lines is I have a lot of little games that I play on my phone. And this is kind of how I wind down before I actually do my nighttime sleep routine. So this would be before I might meditate or um, do some breathing exercises to try and turn my mind off. And that's when I play my little games or even look at Instagram or TikTok. I don't follow anything that's stressful or agitating in any way. I follow silly stuff, um, things that make me happy, animal accounts, and I play little mindless games and that just helps me quiet my mind so that I'm not overthinking overanalyzing and bringing things to bed with me that need to stay in the workspace and finally this is a very very important thing is and I might not do this every day but I do try to do it frequently and it's something tactile where I'm interacting physically with my environment no I'm not talking about exercise I do exercise not consistently enough but that is more of a chore and not a coping habit for me because it I feel it takes more energy from me than it gives me. But I'm talking about cooking, uh, gardening, yard work, and sometimes it can just be plain old cleaning, which is actually very cathartic for me. But I really need that time 
where I'm doing something with my body and my environment in a way that that's an escape for me. Cooking is probably one of the biggest ones. And in the in the right time of the year, yard work, I really enjoy. So, so those are my five things I do to keep my sanity every week. And hopefully if you don't have a list, you start making a list. Start working on creating a list for yourself because you are doing things. If you're listening to this and you're a therapist, you are doing things every day that although you are giving so much to other people. It is taking from you and you do have to fill that back up. You have to fill your bucket back up. So I hope you find those things uh, useful or give you ideas of things that you can do for yourself and realize that some of these things that you might be doing, even if it's not these things, make your own things, you might feel like I'm being lazy or I'm being neglectful of other people. And I want you to reframe that into, no, I'm doing proper self-care because the work I do is really exasperating. So I think now I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because honestly, I'm afraid that it already sucked. <laughs> and if I keep going, I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid. So I am going to say goodbye for today and episode two will be coming out soon and I'm really looking forward to diving into those boundaries with family and friends and how difficult that can be, how challenging. That's something to look forward to. So thank you all. Have a great week.